0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: What's up, guys? We're back, and it's our third week of Money March, and we have a very special guest, but... First, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about.
2: So today, we're going to be talking about spending cash versus credit. Building a business from the ground up as a single mom. Having faith in yourself.
1: And why it's important to have a financial advisor even before you get rich.
2: And the advantage of not depending on a partner for financial freedom. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Happy hump day, y'all. Happy hump day. Hope your bank accounts are getting filled. Hope that you're manifesting your millions and walking on money. I heard something recently,
1: and it says um, we don't say hope because um we have 37 about 37 billion cells in our body and if we say hope we're telling 37 billion cell is a billion or a million it's a lot of cells that we hope something is going to happen so we are filling our bank accounts with money all month and all year and all lifetime long and generations to come because I'm telling all of my millions and billions of cells to get that shit together. Okay. It's together. It's happening. We're not hoping we have. Amen. That's what Instagram is good for. <laughs> <laughs> These gems I keep dropping. <laughs> it's Monday, March and I would like to also say congratulations because we uh, launched our second baby yeah, this we week.
2: Have a new baby. We have a new baby, which is so exciting. We launched um, Innovate Her Now Summit, so we have partnered with Carla, uh, our
1: our podcast manager,
2: May, and
1: we are putting on a all women's podcasting summit. There are some, but there is none um, that we feel like blend mindfulness with, uh, audio. You know, a lot of our process getting here has been being intentional and manifesting and, um, having to take care of ourselves. And that paired with all the things that we've figured out from trial and error in podcasting has really gotten us here. So I'm so excited to be able to launch this new baby and then meet all of the other podcasters, women podcasters in our industry and teach what we've learned along the way. It's going to be here in LA on June 5th. Um, for those of you who can't make it, it will also be virtual so that's pretty cool it's like worldwide and in LA so pull up go uh, follow us at innovate her now on Instagram and um, sign up for the newsletter so you'll be the first to sign up when when the tickets go on sale
2: yeah because the LA tickets are really limited so we're only holding a few select selective spots not selective but a few spots for our LA Um, in-person summit so definitely sign up for that newsletter and I just want to shout out May who you know she uh, you you might hear us talk about May she does all of our audio production she's basically like the brains of good mom she's like our glue she keeps shit together (laughs) like honestly I don't know the only reason we have a show every week is because of May and T like I don't I don't know we probably we wouldn't have maintained this long (laughs) and so if you are interested in learning like the behind the scenes of podcasting like maybe you're interested in podcasting production or managing marketing you know all those things like may is an expert a and we're going to also bring in a lot of a lot more experts to the summit and carla again, like sh- she's had her her business idea to launch where she literally launch, helps people launch podcasts is what she does every single day. Um, so I don't know. It's just we're teaming up with some really cool women and we're all women of color, which is fucking awesome. Um, obviously, this podcasting summit is for all women. Um, and it's really to help empower you to build your empire using podcasting. Whether you want to be a podcaster full-time or you want to use podcasting as a way to leverage your brand, it's a really amazing tool like if you have you know a beauty brand you should have a podcast if you have a clothing brand you should have a podcast if you are a teacher in education you should probably have a podcast I mean I know that you guys hear so me and Jamila talk about this all the time like everyone has a podcast but it's for a reason podcasting is one of the uh, fastest growing
1: industries and it's like Supposed to triple, like in in millions of dollars in in marketing that people are, you know, putting advertising dollars in podcasting because it's growing so quickly. Um, And for consumers, we're in our cars and we're on the move all the time. So, you know, it's a real way to connect with your audience and with your people. As
2: you know, if you're listening to us right now, when we've said like everyone has a podcast, everyone is not you and everyone is not going to get the tools that you're going to get at this summit. And everyone's not going to be consistent because that's what it's all about, baby. Distancing. Okay, relax. Don't give him all the gems. Okay, fine, fine. You gotta fine. come to the summit. Anyway, go follow Innovate her now on Instagram. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Go follow Carla. Go follow May. And I can't wait for you guys to see what we have in store. But on that note, let's uh, pull this card. You ready? Do your shuffle thing. Right. How was your week this week while you shuffle? Have you been practicing the shuffle? And I'm just going to be the shuffle master. You are life. the
1: shuffler. I, I mean, I'm 30, almost 33 years old, and I have never been a good shuffler, and I don't think I'm going to start.
2: Okay. I'm going to do tarot cards, and
1: I'm going to shuffle my way <laughs> off camera when no one's looking and talking shit to me. Okay.
2: Um, my week was great. We had our three-year anniversary, which was bomb, and I don't know if you guys got to listen to our bonus episode last week. We did a bonus episode, and we were fucking, and we were on fire we were charged up we were charged (laughs) all the way all the way up up. i don't know we just got we got so much love that day then we had like a smoke session with our community and just like got really stoned and talked shit i shared my story about like my almost break-in at my home that happened two weeks ago while i was on mushrooms which you know was not ideal but you know shit happens but i'm alive i'm okay other than I'm great. I'm good. Good. Me too. I'm feeling really good. I think we're going to do some fun things next week. Mm-hmm. Luna's
1: staring at me, so I'm free. I didn't even see her standing there. God, <laughs> uh, kids are so old, like so.
2: Luna, so- get out of here. Go sit down. Go play in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going out of town next week. <laughs> I feel like she's my mom. She's going to be bitching if she finds out. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be mad. Yeah, so that's happening. I'm really excited about that because Lord knows I need a vacation from that other vacation with all those fucking kids <laughs> Um, where I confirmed I'm probably not having any more kids because who needs multiples?
2: Yeah, I agree. My – yeah. Pretty much confirmed. Anyway, what uh, what card did you pull okay. over there, sweetie? I pulled the King of Swords. Mm. The King of Swords.
1: Okay, let's see. Let's go into my biddy tarot. Okay, let's and go translate. Your... Mm-hmm. The King of Swords sits upon his throne, facing forward as if ready to confront whatever life throws at him. He holds a sword in his right hand, the hand of the conscious, rational mind, and points it upward and to the left, mm. the side of the subconscious, intuitive mind. This symbolizes the king's decisiveness, but also flexibility in all matters. While he makes a decision based mostly on his intellectual understanding, he stays open to his intuition. Um, The king wears a blue tunic symbolic of a desire for spiritual knowledge and purple cape symbolic of his compassion and intellect. The back of his throne is decorated with butterflies transformation. Oh, my God. We are butterflies. We just said that on our we bonus episode. Yeah, we're witches. Okay. <laughs> our entity is on fire and we are transforming. Um, crescent moons and an angel just near his left ear positioned if to give him subtle guidance. Subble, subtle. S- subtle. Subtle. Subtle, isn't that you... Subtle, this is a B, it's a k- silent. Well, I thought you spelled subtle, S-U-D-D-L-E. Oh. No, but D-D? Uh, subtle. Like a puddle? What if I'm subtle? If I'm being subtle? Yeah, like... you're
2: subtle. It's S-U-B-T-L-E. <laughs> well,
1: I never said I was a great speller. Actually, I've consistently said that I'm not. So speller
2: it's... or reader, which one? <laughs> I, can, I can read good. You hear my... You can in... read good? I can read
1: good. <laughs> my spelling, uh-uh, okay. First of all, don't come at me for my <laughs> my grammar. I might be dyslexic. <laughs> I think I'm a late in life dyslexia. Dyslexia? You're a dyslexia. That's probably true. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty good with reading. thank you.
2: <laughs> reading. Uh... <laughs> anything with the dicks and slucks she's in.
1: Um anyway. <laughs> I can read guys. I am smart. I swear. You are. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I can't believe I publicly said I can't spell subtle. Okay. (laughs) Um, The king of swords is a symbol of intellectual power and authority and has the courage and intellect to achieve all that he desires. When this card appears in a tarot reading, you are in your power. Ruling from a place of authority and
2: respect. You stand firm in your truth and express yourself with deep conviction. I think that's us. You know what this sounds like? I mean, this obviously, it does sound like us, but it also sounds like our guest today. It does sound, I was thinking that too, Mm -hmm. yes. As a result, others pay attention to what you have to say.
1: The King of Swords indicates that you have a clarity of mind and can perceive the truth. So it is up to you to take the lead with providing an objective point of view and making decisions based on impartial judgment. You are also masterful at keeping your emotions in check while you draw upon your intellectual power and mental clarity to ascertain the truth. You cut straight to the point and get to the heart of the matter for maximum efficient impact. That's definitely our guest. (laughs) While you may worry that you are not being particular particularly caring or, or sympathetic with others, this this detachment is what you need most right now. Hmm. Use your logic and intellect to navigate the path ahead of you. Be firm and well-researched decis- in decisions and stay fair in your dealings with others. Um, you need to be able to look at the total situation with impartiality. The arrival of the King of Swords suggests that it may be worthwhile getting legal or financial advice. <gasps> If you're expecting changes or particular circumstances that will require an expert opinion, you can be on the front foot by seeking help before that happened. This is why we're here on Money March, because we're about to get a lot of money, baby.
3: Yeah. And when it
1: comes, we need to know what to do with it. Exactly. Okay, we can't be going to the Gucci store and fucking shit up and getting gold teeth, <laughs> like the rappers. We need to invest. We need to get stocks and bonds. We need to get, you know, our shit together. An so, umpta. An umpte. Uh, a Bitcoin. We need all the, all the things. So king of swords is appropriate as
2: all our cards are because we are witches well on that note that card feels very much in line with where we are at right now and it also feels very in line with our guests today which i'm super excited slash a little nervous but Fuck it. We're here. (laughs) We have my mom on today's episode to talk about single momming, entrepreneurship, how she learned how to balance her bank account. Enjoy. Um, I'm super excited because last week we had Linda Garcia. The first week we had the guys of Earn Your Leisure. And this week we have a really special guest, you guys. It's my mom. Rianne Silva. My mom, it's my mom. She's also an amazing celebrity makeup artist. She's also the founder of Beauty Blender Makeup Sponge, the only one you should ever be using ever in life. So, um, and cosmetic line, I'm sorry, excuse me. This is my mom, you can tell she's my mom, right? Hi mom. You do
3: work there, right? (laughs) um thanks for coming on the podcast mom well thanks for finally having me how do you feel did you want to come
1: on here how do you feel about this what we're doing over here are you like skeptical i know it's a lot it's pretty ratchet so and you're pretty classy so i've been dying to ask you but i've been too scared This is so all. so now
2: seems like a good time
3: this is all very true um, and i will say that it's not ratchet don't i don't know why you, you live
2: in why really did you define this as ratchet i was it's, just trying to get the it's, truth and you're it's interrupting very not. And
1: you're interrupting the truth it's i want to hear her true feelings
3: because
1: i can see by her many gazes at us <laughs> on, over the last three years
3: oh, God, I love, i'm like I love you, teasing my daughter
1: i'm like does your mom hate us does she hate me does she
2: think this is my idea <laughs> it's all my idea
3: <laughs> i mean i i'm so honored that you know, I'm like the last person in the world you are asked to be on it. No. You're not the last. we were waiting we for are. you to warm up. Here we are. We this knew you needed some time. Little mother's guilt that I'm giving you right now <laughs> that I can't do with my employees.
2: I need, I need to get my followers up before I could ask my mom on the podcast. Honestly,
1: your mom was like not <laughs> fucking with it. She's like, when you get better, which, whatever that hobby is you're doing, maybe I'll come by and check you out. <laughs>
2: oh well, here I am and here we are and, and here she is.
1: And here I am. Yay. <laughs> what you know what, I always... Um, I always thought, I mean, not always think it was interesting. I understand my mom is not wasn't exactly thrilled about what we're doing over here either, nor was anybody. But I just think it's so uh, cool that you are such an amazing entrepreneur and you have been able to build this amazing business just from you know from being a makeup artist and a single mom, and then, oh, you're the queen of makeup. Honestly, like I was on the phone actually with my friend yesterday, and she was like, I'm in, I'm going out of town. I must buy a beauty blender. Why are they so expensive? I was like, I don't know, but you have to get it because what are you going to do? She's like, I know. That's why I'm here. Like, There's nothing you can do about it. Ever since I started, I literally cannot well,
3: stop. Well, can I just, you know, clear something up, Jamila? It is not expensive. No, it's okay? not. I'm just Think exactly. of your makeup brush and how much you spend on your makeup brush. You don't even flinch a light, like a lash, a whatever, an eye. You don't blink an eye, right? Okay. But somehow when it comes to sponges, because we think sponges are disposable items, that we shouldn't be paying for them. But Beauty Blender is reusable. It's the first sustainable HD tool ever created. And that's because you keep it, you don't throw it away. So maybe it'll add a little value in your mind if you think of it that way.
1: I agree. I mean, ever since Erica taught me how to wet it, I'm I'm never going back. I've never seen a brush since, or my fingers, and I'm pretty ghetto with my makeup. So, um, you don't have to make a believer out of me. I already know. If you're somewhere and you haven't used one and you haven't wet it, whew, your mind's about to be blown, baby. I,
2: I know. That's that's the that's always the game changer. But I, you know, when we were talking about Money March and we were over here like racking our brains about who are gonna who's gonna be our guest, who's gonna be our guest, and we're like thinking about the third week, and I was like, I don't have a guest. And I was like, duh, my mom, what the fuck? I was like, my mom is like, first of all, superwoman. Like, I've watched my mom just balance everything so effortlessly, and. I got her fooled. It's true, and I mean, you, you're like, I'm like a stress monster, and you like, take stress on like, Hercules or something. Um, And I fall asleep. (laughs) And I've just like, I don't, (laughs) I really don't know how you balanced any sort of finances. I mean, I know you, like, I know, I know as a a makeup artist growing up, like before Beauty Blender, like you were a very successful celebrity makeup artist. And obviously like the landscape of makeup has changed so much over the last, I mean, I think with the introduction of honestly, Instagram and YouTube um, and what they pay makeup artists too. I mean, you could, you could sustain an entire career in, in makeup and I think I think people do but it was just a different industry back then but like I know that it you know it wasn't easy being a single parent and raising me I have I can only imagine I've never really asked That's like true. how you did it
3: <laughs> like smoke a mirror did focus. you pawn things like what <laughs> sometimes I, <laughs> yeah sometimes bills didn't get paid cars disappeared <laughs> Oh, that car, we got rid of it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, it it is. It is a, it's a circus act. I always tell people that it's, you know, juggling and juggling and smoke and mirrors and distraction and, you know, sweet talking and being charming and trying to be smart. But mainly, this was, this is just an overall statement that I learned from Ruth Reed is um, don't spend what you don't have. Okay, sounds really simple, right? That is not a simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. The way you accomplish that is by not using credit. So hear me out. You want to establish credit, but you don't necessarily always want to use credit. You want to pay cash for as many things as you can while you can, and you use the credit for emergencies, which, if you're a single parent, is a pretty regular thing. Mm -hmm. So you are establishing credit, but you pay cash for everything.
0: Because if you don't have the
3: cash, that means you can't afford it. I mean, it's very simple, girls. But a lot of times we live in this world where we don't believe that's the truth. If you don't have the cash, you cannot afford it. Credit is not real money, it's like, hopeful money that you're going to have to pay back. Wait,
1: how, how did, like, what even motivated you to have a Ruth? Because we're <laughs> like, we our kids are damn near 10, and we're having a money march. Relax, we're like, we're, we're relax,
2: behind. they are not okay. 10. <laughs> you're, they're not, you're, they're more like three.
3: <laughs> oh, girls, it's around the corner. 20 <laughs> is two seconds away. Okay. Relax. <laughs> Mom, you <need> too relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I realized I needed Ruth. Um, after Erica's dad and I broke up and I realized that my, my dreams of being an NFL wife was dashed and I suddenly had to figure out, like, how am I going to do this? I was very prideful. I was like, I don't want to ask him for a dime. Um, so I'm going to have to figure out how to manage my money. And I have no idea how to manage my money. I didn't even know how to balance a checkbook because I never had checks. <laughs> So, um, I was very young. I mean, when your dad and I got together, we were really young. How old were you? God, I was like 22. Were you already a makeup artist? 22, no, no, like 22, 23. So, good entree there, Jamila. When I decided that um, I needed to find something to do, like what was I gonna do? I had gone to FIDM, and I realized that I wasn't gonna be a fashion designer, because I just, didn't I, I liked the idea of like sketching and, and fashion, but I really didn't want to pattern make and grade and sew and all that stuff. So I was like, no, this isn't for me. But what I love is fashion and beauty and fashion are like brother and sister. So I you know, I was really good at drawing. I was really good at um, well, I thought it was—I thought it was fashionable at the time. You um, were fashionable. I
2: have some of your vintage items.
3: Yeah, yeah I went—I just—I went to a local depart, uh, department store and got a job as a makeup artist because I had a friend who was a makeup artist, and um, I was like, I can do what she does. So I kind of like faked it till I made it. I told them I knew how to do makeup, and they saw my makeup, and I did someone else's makeup, and they were like, okay, you got the job, and. Um, then I realized really quickly that quickly that there was a ceiling to how much money I could actually make in a department store. And by the looks of things, this one over here was gonna cost me a lot of money and it was gonna be more than I was making on that floor. So I need to figure out how to elevate this makeup career into making more money. And the girl that introduced me to being a makeup artist actually started working on productions. And um, I realized she was making more money, she was having a lot of fun, and I thought, I could definitely do that. So as soon as I started actually working and I started making money, I started realizing how it was just like slipping through my fingers. Like I would literally make money and it would be gone. And um you know, the days of living with the champagne and mustard in your refrigerator are over, girls, right? When you have kids, you need to have food, snacks. Right, you need snacks. <laughs> so many. Breakfast. So many snacks every day. <laughs> every day. They eat three times a day uh, and snack Three? Five. Like seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? At the time, I was friends with this uh, other football player who was like a like a dad to me. His name was Bubba Smith. He used to be in the Police Academy movies, and he's rest in peace. He's got now, my my Bubba. But he um, he worked with an accounting firm. And this accounting firm always managed his money. And I asked him about it. And he said, Rianne, you just need someone to help you manage your money. So I was like, can you help me? Because I don't know who to ask. And so he connected me with Ruth. Mm. Ruth worked for this firm. And then she left the firm and started her own business. And I was her very first customer. And so Ruth, that is why Ruth, who is the one that tells you, very simple, if you don't have the cash, you can't afford it, um, is the person that has been with me for over 30 years and – still is with me. She's my comptroller at at Beauty Blender. She is like my watchdog. Like I can go to her and she understands numbers in such a way that, you know, she'll, she'll let me know of any crazy inconsistencies or things I need to be watching out for people trying to dip in my till (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Um,
2: how, like did, did Papa or Tawny like ever, educate you on finances I remember because I remember when I went to college we went to like it was like the first bank account I opened up which was you know we went to like Citibank and mm-hmm. we opened up my first bank account and I felt like and I like I had a little money in there but like I don't think I actually established credit until like I was like in my 20s like I got my first credit card so I'm wondering like did Tani or Papa
3: ever like show you. I mean, I know I used to talk to you about it when you were younger because nobody ever really talked to me about it. And no, I mean, uh, my dad and and my mom, um, they worked really hard. I, I mean, you know, kids don't come with instruction booklets, right? I mean, like there wasn't like this thing saying, okay, she's 12, start talking about Balancing a checkbook. I mean, they were living their lives and trying to survive, and we just never really had the conversation. And I realized that it was such a disadvantage to me as I became an adult because I really didn't know how to manage money. And so that's why it was really important for me, Erica, to, you know, for you to go get a bank account really early. I made sure you were born with a bank account, and, you know, you didn't obviously know that or know anything about it, but I wanted, I didn't want you to have to. Um, like learn it all at once. I figured you learn little bits and pieces along the way. And you did, I think. I think you're pretty frugal. She's pretty cheap. Oh wow! Okay, I can tell you, she's, <laughs> she's 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 economical. It depends uh, what day you ask. I really? think I think so too. I do think there's moments. It's, yeah, there's I don't spend.
2: Money. I spend money on experiences, not all like things I, not that. like. Items. I'd much rather although go some. than... Although you than... do, like, go in your garage and, and pump out back with, like, some name brand shit.
1: I'm like, where'd you get that? I know you had that. Someone probably gave it to <laughs> she me. She's like, i in my garage. I have a stash of name brand shit.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um... That's no, my girl. <laughs> no, very rarely do I buy a name shit. Like, if I'm getting it, it's because someone gave it to me. Maybe I got it at a vintage store. Maybe I bought it. Or my mom, because my mom is loves luxury.
3: Oh, my God. I passed <laughs> down everything to her. I, you know, let me tell you. I had... Very fancy boyfriends when I was young. i to be like <laughs> you when I get like, older. That's, that's a whole other episode who that like I like to take I, me shopping, and so I would save everything. Do you understand and that
2: we've had on like passport Cuddy and like these different people that tell you how to like. Find men that will spoil you. My mom is the OG. I don't know. She was dating princes and kings. I know. And- you
1: keep telling me about the prince that she dated. I'm like, <laughs> well, I we wouldn't to talk to your mom. I'm Singular? Princes? Singular? I didn't
2: get this gene. Who <laughs> okay? are you, Rihanna? I didn't get this gene. I can barely ask a man for like $10, okay? So. I know. You're like, <laughs> why? I don't know how to ask. Well, uh, well, hold on. I never asked for anything. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. It's even more magical that you didn't even have to say I shit. I didn't ask <laughs> for anything. It just happened. <laughs>
3: Let's be clear.
2: I remember when I was a kid, Um, There was also a time, and I'll never forget, and we were actually talking about this on our last episode, and I don't even think I've ever shared this with you.
0: If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
2: crazy expensive school like yes it was <clears throat> very expensive school um i had been in public school all my life up until middle school when i started going to private school which was like this very prestigious all-girls school because that was
3: the exact right time to transition that was the fiscally responsible thing to do you could get away with going to elementary school at that time and transition into private in in junior high school or high school and not have to pay all this private school dollars in the beginning. So why am
2: I doing that right now? <laughs> I, I feel like that's not true because well, no, things <laughs> I'm struggling so why is as, a, my daughter as a home a school mom. School right now, no, mom. no, no. Okay.
3: Struggling.
1: Because like things have behind.
3: changed. Okay. Like before the level of education wasn't so advanced. Like little Irie, my glam baby, your daughter now. I mean, I know with my son Cruz, your brother, like that's when I realized, oh, my God, things have changed. In kindergarten, it's you, you can't go into kindergarten not knowing anything. Like, you have to go into kindergarten actually knowing shit. I know. It's crazy. You know? So, I mean, things that when you went to kindergarten, you didn't have to know anything. You just go to kindergarten, you take your kid to kindergarten, and that's where they learn. Now, if you go to kindergarten and you don't know anything, they put you in, like, you know, the need help class. They have I mean, 10 books. Yeah, it's. I know different. I've been watching
2: Jamila homeschool. It's so intense. It's She's very... like,
1: she's like, I need the other book. I'm like, social studies, English, math, which math? She's like, the one with the crop on it. I'm like, oh my god. Why do you have so many books? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but I remember that. I remember. I don't know what was happening. I think there was. I do actually. I think. I don't know. You. You would. You probably can speak to this more. But I know there was a shift in the industry and like. With 9/11 ha- When 9-11 happened, like everything kind of started to change in the industry. They weren't like really flying art. Like you were going, you were traveling a lot too as a, as a makeup artist. Constantly. Now artists, like you find the artist in your city. Like very rarely do you ever fly a makeup artist mm-hmm. to like New York or another country. You have to be
3: a certain caliber of celebrity now to do it. But at the time when I was doing it, things were different. And just, to, and just, and just so
2: I just saw the people know, mom should just run down a list of the of the 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 clients that you've had in the past because I just it's a humble brag. And and I saw some
3: pictures on the desk next door the other day and I was like, is that Tupac? <laughs> with <laughs> Rihanna? I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me find out. Yeah, no. I worked with tons of celebrities, but what I was going to say about, yes, 9/11 changed everything because suddenly, you know, we had this huge catastrophe in America. And, um, you know, New York, Lower Manhattan was destroyed. I mean, so many places, right? And it was really a a horrible time in our American history. And, And we all came together as a nation and tried to help each other. So what that did in my industry is... Um, it changed the way uh, productions worked, and it changed the way that makeup artists were utilized, and it, it really became an opportunity for, um, you know, management and PR and agents and different uh, different uh, I don't know, management people to regain kind of some control of of their clients because clients had gotten so much power. They were like, I want my own hair, I want my own makeup, I want my own wardrobe. They have to have their own rental car. you got to get them a, a telephone. They need three tickets for their kids to come. And like, I mean, it was crazy. We were making so much money and we were able to ask for so much. And it really was kind of a little bit out of control and I think around 9-11 it was kind of like a leveling of everything and it kind of changed the way everybody worked for sure but I
2: remember I think like your career kind of started to slow down a little bit and I remember you had a conversation with me about money and it was the first time you'd ever talked to me about money and it was basically like we need to like I can't do that for you you're not gonna get that like I can't do that I'm not I can't afford that and, like, I think I was young, and obviously, like, I'd watched our transition, like, I remember as a kid living in an apartment, like, small apartments, and then you renting the first house, and then renting another house, and then eventually you buying your first home, and that was in that home. It was the first home you bought, which is, you still own that home.
3: The house the Brandy built. <laughs> That's
2: what I call it. The house of, yeah, because you work because Moesha like you. Brandy built
3: that house. She was an artist. You know, when we talk about the way we used to work, that you know, and I love her today. She's like my other daughter, and her family and I are still close. But, you know, she would take me everywhere with her and make sure you know, I got paid, paid well. But in return, I took care of her. You know, there was confidentiality. There's all these things when you work with celebrities that you have to, you know, keep in mind. But I just always, it was my first house I bought, and I always call it the house that Brandy built because, <laughs> because I worked so much uh, with her for a couple years and then got that house. So it was
2: great. Um, but I remember in the, I remember specifically being in the kitchen and you telling me that, and I got scared. Like, and- You did? I did, yeah. yeah. Cause it was the first time you ever really talked to me about money and, or the lack of not having any. And I never really had like, any concept of it. It wasn't like, it was like a free-for-all and like, we were just these wealthy people, like we, were. like we were.
3: She was spoiled.
2: I was, but I didn't know that, I just had no concept of money, like zero. I just was like, I get fed, I go to school, sometimes I get what I want, sometimes I
3: don't. Sometimes? Well, the life if it, of living well, in if the the it wasn't you, it was Tawny. Listen, my stepson is over there operating the camera and laughing his ass off right yeah, now because he thought you were the most spoiled girl in the world. <laughs> well, I was your first. Um, so,
2: but I do remember that moment, and uh, I was like, oh my God, are we broke? <laughs> I was like, we're no, we I was like, broke, we're going to lose our house. <laughs> we <laughs> were scary. I am like, don't ask mom for anything. And I'm hungry, shut the fuck up. Like,. <laughs>
3: No, that wasn't the way you took it. You did not understand. You did not take that. No, but I did get good. scared though. I got scared and like you No, know, when I told you we couldn't do anything, you would say, Why? <laughs> Why? Why can't I do this? No, I don't understand. Why? And you would do it in front of your friends and I'd just be sitting there like wanting to beat your ass and your <laughs> friends were there, like Oh.
1: Such a valley kid story. I had yes. Laura I had
2: questions. I need twenty
3: dollars. <laughs> this is the galleria. Everything you, was twenty dollars. You though. did have questions. You did.
2: Um, but like when you when in those moments, like I I, I and around that time too, you were starting Beauty Blender. So there was a lot of pressure because you're starting a new business you owned this home the industry was changing wait I have a question before you go there
1: what motivated you to start Beauty Blender was it that money that the industry was slowing down and you realized you were were like hitting a a cap like because I feel like a lot of um, moms single moms and parents like you're trying to take care of a kid you're trying to pay bills and then the entrepreneurial side always is like last to get tended to. And sometimes it only, t- it takes for you to be in like a really tight situation to actually invest in yourself and do something like that. Like what was your driving force? Because I think a lot of moms, like a lot of people have a lot of great ideas but do you take what what is what are the next steps after that what was your driving force to actually say fuck this shit I'm not going to be like I'm going to start my own business and this is what I'm going to do
3: um your business partner was my driver's driving uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. right all right kids Erica. oh you have to be fed Erica was my reason for everything to be honest with you and I think it's a combination of things, Jamila. It's not ever just one thing that makes you say, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. For me, it really was Erica and me wanting to give her uh, a good life, a better life. Not that my life was bad, but you got a little preview of my life before I had a very kind of wild and very interesting young adulthood. um, And I realized that... um, there were things, there was a lifestyle that I was introduced to that I really enjoyed and I wanted to live that lifestyle, but I didn't necessarily want to depend on a man to give it to me because I had also experienced the controls that go on when you're with a powerful man or a man that, um, has more than you. And sometimes you feel beholden to that. And, um, I felt that and I never wanted to feel that again. And I definitely didn't want her to feel that. So the only way to not feel that is to have financial freedom. And so for me, it was a combination of knowing that I wanted that, having Ruth Reed, Ruthie in my life telling me, if you don't have the money, you can't afford it. I mean, when you hear that enough and you want things and someone is telling you, well, I don't think it's smart for you to take a loan out because if you can't afford it, you shouldn't buy it. You know, it, it makes so much sense, right? I mean, if you can't afford something, don't get it. But we don't live in that kind of... And then me understanding that I had kind of reached a, a ceiling with the amount of money that I could make as a makeup artist. I was hustling. Erica can tell you, I was on a plane every week. I was doing three TV shows at one time, having crews here, crews there, leaving to go do a celebrity for red carpet, coming back, sneaking back on set, you know, trying to finish the day out, trying to just cash as many checks as I could. And I still was not able to have the financial freedom that I wanted. Like we didn't get to go take vacations for a week or two somewhere or, you know, it just, and, and, and by the way, Living as an independent contractor is very difficult because you're always afraid to say no to a job because you don't want to miss out on creating a relationship with a producer, a director, or, you know, the celebrity, whatever it is that will prevent you from making more money in the future because... Yeah, I always tell my friends that live and work in corporate America that get all freaked out when, you know, they get laid off and I'm, they're like, oh my God, that's the end of the world. I lost my job. What am I going to do? I'm like, dude, I'm unemployed every time I finish a job, literally unemployed every time. You have to have faith and you just have to hustle. You just get up and you do it again. And f- but those those to your, answer your question, that that is really the motivation was if I can't make more than I'm making right now doing what I'm doing, then I need to do something else I need to add to what I'm doing and originally Beauty Blender was not you know in my mind or at least as, as much as I was dreaming about it my dream wasn't as big as oh it's gonna be a global brand it's gonna be a category creator one day you're gonna be in the Smithsonian you're gonna win 12 best of beauty awards you're gonna be CEW entrepreneur of the year I like none of that shit was a part of my reality None of it, it was like, oh, let me make a couple sponges for some other makeup artists because they're going to have the same challenges I have. Right. And so I can supplement and make sure I can keep my kid in school. Maybe I can put together a college account for her so she can go to school. You know, I didn't, my parents didn't have money. I, you know, I really was on my own. And really I knew in, in very... Uh, very short time I was going to be taking care of my parents too because they never they never planned. planned for their their retirement my dad's excuse was like I did not think I'd live this long like really <laughs> that was your that was that was your plan okay <laughs> my mom just kind of looked at me like what are you talking about you know like she my mom my mom I have to say you know she she was the one that got me in school she was the one that helped me with money she was the one that was a little more um, business minded she was. She is. My mom is actually very entrepreneurial. She is still with us. I'm talking to her like she's gone. She's here, she's
1: very much alive. She just she's hung up the phone. Dead. Oh, I want to tell a story, but I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this story. But you told me, so if it's not right, then you can cut it out. But this story really made me love you, Rianne. Oh. Um, in the beginning of our podcast, obviously I didn't know you, but you know we had. Obviously, I was, get, I was just getting to know Erica more and more as the podcast went on. And, you know, we, we obviously know about, like, your relationship with Erica's dad, how it was, like, a little bit crazy in the beginning. And there was a lot of issues and finances and paternity and all these things. And
2: she was
3: – Fun time. Check out that episode with right. my dad.
1: <laughs> um, so she was telling me that she was in the car and you guys were all on three-way because this is like earlier on when like Erica you guys are going to help her maybe buy a house (laughs) when you guys were on the phone with like maybe the realtor and the realtor was asking you like well what how much debt do you have what properties do you own and then she turned around and asked Erica's dad the same thing (laughs) she was like I know I made my mom feel so fucking good because she was like I have none my houses are paid off. And my dad was like, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I know. I don't know. She didn't say it, but I know in her mind, she was like, yeah. And I was like, I can't <laughs> wait till the shit blows up because I can't wait to be on that phone call with my baby daddy and be like, yeah, uh huh. I got everything paid off. I have the money. <laughs> and a, that was after that. I was like, yep. Mm hmm. Yep. She's doing it right. That's what we need to do. <laughs> that's that's that was my motive, my driving force. For yeah. I remember
3: that. It was like, he was like, well, you know, Rianne, when you. When you have a mortgage, what she's trying to say is when you have a mortgage, this is what happens. I was like, Eric, I don't have a mortgage. (laughs) I've never had a mortgage. He's like, uh." (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't have a mortgage. He goes, how do you pay for your house? I was like, if you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. I paid cash. (laughs) If you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. Right. And he was like, all of them? And I was like, yes, all of them. Hell yeah. And he was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I think as women sometimes we put so much um, I think society kind of teaches us to depend on men and that they're the provider. I mean for a long time, probably till cool three years ago I really thought I was gonna marry rich and be a housewife and like me be, too <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> I mean it's better now that it's not that but I just think as, it's much better. It's so now. much better because, guys are so stupid
3: no they're not (laughs) they're wonderful guys are amazing men are wonderful it's just when you feel less empowered that it becomes a challenge and and money is freedom and like
1: what Kat and Nat said it's better to know you chose your husband because you like him and not because you need him that's a
3: forever relationship
1: I'm always inspired by your story and motivated. And even when I know you were concerned about what we're doing over here, I'm like, she's gonna get it. It's fine. Just keep going. When we get, when we blow up, she's gonna be on board.
3: Yeah, you know <laughs> the porn stars, and there was a couple. I was just like, what the hell are you doing? Is it, Is your boyfriend by here? I was five like, times? I was like, you know, you're the face of my brand, right? Like it's like middle America. Like how? She also t-
1: t- called me many times. Like I'm gonna have to quit. I'm gonna have to find somebody else. I'm like, no, you're no, you're not. She's like, my mom said I. Was it's like, you're I didn't 30 say you years old, quit.
3: <laughs> I just said you have to maybe think about what you're doing. Did I say you had to quit? Oh, you might have told me to quit my hobby. <laughs> well, it was a hobby at the <laughs> time. <laughs> the moral
2: of the story is, when you have an idea, keep going with it. Whether it's um, a sex-positive podcast about motherhood and and An mental egg, mental a, health, pink, a pink, pink egg-shaped egg sponge that, that people you people confuse with an anal plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey do what you gotta do we've actually speaking of porn stars you might be hating on porn stars but porn stars use beauty blenders okay my mom has gotten I'm messages i hating on
3: porn stars <laughs> I, listen, I remember my mom was like,
2: "Erica, you'll never, I just you'll never guess the- how the
3: porn industry is using beauty bling." Uh, oh my god! On their listen, butt. I was a makeup artist in, I gotta say, in a couple of porn things, which was crazy. But um, <laughs> you did. Porn I just didn't did know that the face of my brand around all over the world. Well, how do
1: you feel about it now? Because we're still ordering porn stars. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's all good.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here. She's
2: fine with it. <laughs> it's
3: all she good. She can't
1: fire you, Erica. You're safe. She
2: said it on, she said it recorded. Well, I have a lot of more questions, but my mom is a busy woman and she must leave me now. But I want to have you back on because I think there's so much more to talk about as far as motherhood. Maybe we'll have you on in, for Mother's Day or something. Maybe we'll interview Jamila's mom, too. Oh. Um, but I just want to say, Mom, you inspire me. I've watched you make something out of nothing, really. I've, and I know I've, I, talk to you about it all the time when we do our beauty, you know, stuff. But um, I, I really am like I, I'm so I, I, I'm, I feel like I have incredible shoe, large shoes to fill. Um, and watching you build Beauty Blender from nothing and watching you as a single mom be able to multitask and build an empire and, you know, have a staff and support and still be able to be a present mother to me is has been crazy because you mm-hmm. have been so present. Like, as much as you have been doing and do, I look up to you because I'm like I, – I look at Irie sometimes and I'm like, am I doing a good job? Like – I haven't, I really haven't talked to you in like three days. Like I've just been like head in the, like trying to like, right. and the moral, the
3: moral of this episode is if you can't pay cash. Don't buy it. I Don't think that's it. today's affirmation.
2: All right. Well, thank you, mom. I love you. Um, if you want to check out my mom, you can follow her on Instagram at Rianne Silva. Make sure to follow Beauty Blender's Instagram. And we are giving – we're doing a discount code with Beauty Blender today. So if you guys want to try our products, which you definitely should, make sure you go to BeautyBlender.com. And at checkout, put Good Moms Blend for 20% off. Any orders over $20. And that's
3: it. Thank you. <laughs> love you, girls. Love I love you. you. Keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey guys, have you joined Patreon where we
2: offer even more juicy content? Yes y'all, we have secret episodes, secret segments, and some very personal blog posts that we don't share on the interwebs. So make sure you go check out our Patreon, that's patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. Here's a little sneak peek.
1: This time we are going to incorporate some different sex toys, okay? Okay.
2: So this is a bondage bar, okay? You can lay down. And I just wanna show you guys the mobility of this piece. Everything is connected. So she can be here, she can also lay back. One of the toys that I wanted to talk about was this.